everyone and welcome back to pivot everyone's podcast yes we're highly caffeinated now natalie is i am i'm not i'm craving a soda yes and as you should we'll see if graham got my message i bet you he did because you know if he sees a request from a pregnant wife he better he better fulfill it well i was very roundabout i said you know if a soda preferably a coke fell into your dinner order tonight i wouldn't be the worst thing in the world I feel like that. So we'll see if he can crack the code. I feel like that's pretty direct in my opinion, but <laughs> that's just me. All yeah. right. So before we get going with friends, we got we got some stuff to talk about. Well, this episode, let's we're on episode 19. Oh, my God. 19 already? The one where Eddie won't go. Oh, man. I really like Eddie. I know. I'm going to miss him. Me too. It's like when Phoebe's like, is anybody else starting to really like him? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I miss him. Yeah. He's going to leave an Eddie hole from in the show. He will. Indeed. Okay. Shall we? We shall. So I've I've realized this last week that like, you know, we all have like our naggy bitch wife tendencies. And I was, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts and they did a, a special episode on just like women writing in about like, are they a naggy bitch wife? Are they not? And it got me thinking about like, Oh damn, this week I had a pretty naggy bitch wife moment. Oh no. Of like, I basically was in this place of thinking about when the baby comes. Cause like I, I do a lot of the, most of the stuff around the house, like the cleaning, we pretty much split cooking laundry. Graham will do his laundry here and there, but Mm -hmm. like, just like the everyday shit that like guys just have no idea, like organizing the shoes, making the bed, picking up shit, like Mm -hmm. putting Gary's toys back, like just the stuff that guys have no attention to. And this is like heteronormative. So, yep. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, when the baby comes, fuck like what are we gonna do Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna have time to do all this no so i told graham i was like you know i think before baby comes i'm gonna have to teach you how to make the bed (laughs) and he he just looks at me like Like you have three are you fucking kidding me woman And he was like, I know how to make the bed. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> we call I we call him the bed troll. He calls himself the bed troll. Because it's literally like college. Just like he'll pull the sheets, maybe put the pillows like in a clump and like make sure the comforter is full. Like, no, that's not making the bed. You got to like, tuck those sheets. You got to tuck that comforter. This is not photogenic. It cannot be on the cover of CB2. Oh my like, God. No. What is this effort? And it, like he helps, you know, I'm like, thank you for helping. Like, even when he helps, like I have to redo it all, you know? <laughs> so I was like thinking like, he's going to have to go to school. I was like, you're going to have to learn how to make the bed. And he was like, I don't think so. He's like, it's just not important to me. I was like, well, it's important to me. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a naggy bitch wife moment, but that's okay. I feel like this is such a deeper thing. Like really you're going to be letting go of so much and you're going to yeah. be having to trust him with it. And really in great, literally you're not going to care as much about the bed. Probably. I don't know about that, but if it all piles up making the bed every day, like 
it sets the tone for your day. You walk by and you see an unkempt bed. Like your mind is just unkempt. Yeah. In my opinion. That. I, mean, I feel like either you grew up knowing how to make a bed or you didn't. That's true. This man did not. <laughs> God love you, Graham. He does other things, but the bed is not one of them. So I was having a moment where I was like, fuck, we got to learn how to make this bed. I can't be fig doing a million other things and then get pissed off because the bed's not made. <laughs> and then I found myself getting mad at him for his future self, not making oh, the bed when yes. I'm like busy. That That is a total naggy bitch wife thing that I 100% have done. I've had fake fights in for him not doing something that he hadn't not done yet. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, why am I mad at him? I was like, oh yeah, he... He didn't not do that yet, but I, I'm anticipating him not doing that. And it's, and it's like, they were talking about this on the podcast I was listening to, but like the naggy bitch wife, like you just have, it just has to be. It's, it is what it is. We all are the naggy bitch wife. Oh yeah. Do you have any of the like moments where you're like, that's like, what's your worst naggy bitch wife moment? Oh man. Or best in that sense. Where I was right or where I was wrong. It doesn't matter. It's just like. <laughs> You're like, that was a good naggy bitch wife moment and it needed to be done. Yeah. There's like, we just have like these weird little intricacies that bother us. Like for him, it it's, he makes the bed every day on his side. I'm not as good about it, but we also aren't like crazy sleepers. So like, it's just like a little fold over. So it's not bad. So like, See, like Graham fucking kicks the covers off. No. Every day I tuck the sheets back in. He kicks them off again. He sleeps <laughs> like um, like a, a Tarzan, Tarzanian devil, like Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Yes. I, I knew what you, you know were what saying. Mean. Yes. There's one thing that Paul does that drives me absolutely nuts. And no matter how much I nag him about it, he will keep doing it forever until the end of time. Why? So I, I don't fucking know. Why? So he will take like the clothes, like, so he sleeps in his boxer shorts, but he's usually wearing like basketball shorts and a t-shirt at home. He will take those off and put them on the floor next to the bed along with some other decorative pillows. And I'm literally looking at the hamper that is five feet away from the bed and he'll just leave them on the floor. And he's like, well, but what if I want to wear them again? Put them in the fucking closet. That's what I call the invisible man. <laughs> I cut that shit out and I was, cause Graham used to do that. It's like, they just take their pants off and it looks like a man just disappeared with their pants. <laughs> yeah, they just went poof and you're like you know what you should do uh-huh he doesn't listen to this right no he's not supportive of his wife he does the sport women <laughs> Neither does Graham. so you just start taking them and hiding them oh my god stop because I'm serious you know i'm I, dead ass serious i i'm i'm about you have being to prove a, a point i know i'm be i'm about being petty sometimes like i'll do it and like if nagging isn't gonna get it there you have to take action yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next time he does it, like just take them and hide them. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. All right. Done. And be like, I think the invisible man took it. I don't know. Where I don't know. Went. It's just a bummer. <laughs> the other one I realized I did today. We'll make eggs every day. And like, we have the nonstick pan and like, you want to let it cool before you wash it, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So Graham made eggs probably like 11 o'clock or so. And then it was probably like three o'clock or two o'clock. And I was, I look at him, I go, do you want me to wash your pan? Cause he had left it there the whole day. And like, this is not that kind of house. <laughs> this you no. And he goes, 
oh, I should probably wash it. I was like, I will wash your pan for $5. Oh my God. Or you can wash your pan for free. (laughs) And I was like, and if I get to the pan before you do, I'm going to Venmo your ass. (laughs) The pan was washed. Because he knows I'm dead ass serious. I'm like equal parts excited and terrified for you when baby comes because maybe I'm he'll more be terrified getting a lot for, of Venmo requests. I'm, I might be more terrified for Graham because I feel like you're not going to want to do all those things and it will fall on him and he's going to have the control and you're going to be like, nah, no motherfucker. Like you tuck that sheet. <laughs> you, tuck, you make the bed. Or, or I come for you. Or I will Venmo you. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm really excited that you're letting me talk about this. Okay. Yeah. I thought about this and I was like, well, considering how, what happened Sunday, we got to, we got to yeah, talk okay. about it. So Tiana was not sure about talking about the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey relationship. Cause it is one of the biggest things on the internet right now. It's and, again, we talked about this few, a few weeks ago, the monoculture. It is very monoculture. Yes, It's a monoculture moment. Yeah. Literally everybody knows about this. Yes. I don't care who you are. My dad probably knows about this. Oh, totally. At 65 years old. Totally. A hundred percent. So we talked about it a little bit and What's interesting is now like... Should we break it down for anybody that's literally living under a rock? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, we totally can. If you're living under a rock, thanks for listening. (laughs) So basically, Travis Kelsey is the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is an American football team. And they are very well known. Travis Kelsey has been in the league for a very long time. He's also a very attractive man. Like I have always thought that he's an attractive guy. He's gotten less attractive now, over the years. Yeah, sure. In my opinion, emo. I could see it. Um, Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift. And if you're living under a rock and you don't know who she is, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to break her down for you. So <laughs> they're uh, allegedly dating. There have been all these rumors, right? I hate the allegedly part. She's been to two fucking games. Well, okay. But at this point they're allegedly dating. Right. And then she comes to the home game of Kansas city versus whoever they played. I can't remember. Um, and it's like the internet went fucking nuts. His Jersey sales went up 400% the next day. And it's, mind you, all of the Swifties. All of the Swifties. And so then there's this other trend that happened that I find so hilarious where, again, this is very heteronormative, where women are talking to their boyfriends and are like, oh my gosh, Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map just to like get under their skin and make them nuts. But what's sad is some women didn't know who Travis Kelsey was. They're like, some football player. And you're like, seriously? Yeah, true. Like, this is true, right? But Taylor Swift is she is an icon like she is she's like the most famous woman in the world right now other right. than like her and beyonce are the most famous oh 100 percent. they affect economies in ways that they is, fight inflation oh, <laughs> dude it, it's it's truly incredible to watch the buying power that women have like i could go on an entire episode about if women all came together in one day and didn't buy anything you would see economies collapse like women mm-hmm. hold up economies hundred mm-hmm. percent, but Taylor Swift is so influential and has such a huge fan base worldwide that she is literally taking over the fucking NFL literally. And this is where I have a problem. Okay. Let's hear it. So I, and I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. You know what? 
Taylor Swift has every right to date whatever fucking man she wants. She's been dating a lot of questionable characters. Yep. Just kind of like John Mayer. Creative um, creatives, we'll put it. Skinny, string string beanie creatives. Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey is obviously not that. She has every right to go get the D and have sex with a beautiful hot man. Mm -hmm. Do it. What is annoying the fuck out of me is the media response. Interesting. Tell me more. Because it's like... It's like they pull any sort of like, like the new stories coming out of this is insane. Like they're about her dating outside of her type. No, just the news in general. Like you cannot look at any outlet without seeing five stories about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And they're all on the smallest little detail. Mm -hmm. Like Travis Kelsey looks up at Taylor during the game. Like, why is that a news story? Like Taylor Swift wears jeans to the game. Like, what is this shit? I don't know if it's, I, here's, here's my theory. It's the media's fault. But I also think that, the media here's the thing is taylor swift got started in this industry when she was what 16 so she was very young so she's writing about heartbreak she's writing about her experience and so now she's kind of created this whole persona based on writing about your experiences so people really dissect what she writes to the nth degree i mean yeah so i think that whatever follows her people dissect it which is why you're seeing a lot of bullshit with travis kelsey's interviews on different podcasts like he did Kristen Cavallari's podcast and they'll pull one sentence from it and I'm and like make a whole article out make of it. a whole article I I honestly I actually don't think that's because of Taylor Swift I think that it's interesting I think it's the media just clinging clinging on and trying to make everything happen they're trying to make fetch happen at every <laughs> every stop in the road it's very similar to like the NFL like changing their um, Twitter bio to like Taylor's version and like the condiments, you know, jumping on like Google this shit yourself, but like literally, and it's, I think also the NFL is annoying me because it's like, they pretty much just ignore women. Like they have no respect oh, for women. Totally. And now they're going to jump on Taylor's coattails and like, yep. Make it a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to the media. Just like it's, it's very similar to how the media blew up the Colorado, Colorado football team. Oh, remember when CU played CSU? Yes. And like jumping kind of topics, but like when CU played CSU, there was so much media frenzy around CU, mm-hmm. nothing around CSU. Nope. And then CSU gave him a game and it's like, they look like idiots because they didn't do any research into CSU. Nope. So it's the same thing as like the media just being jack offs and like jumping on people's coattails, mm-hmm. not really even doing anything significant. Just like being, it's like, there is no substance. Like this is where we're at right now to where there's nothing to talk about. It's like a slow news day for like a week. I think that that goes back to the whole point of she literally lifts up economies. People see an yeah. opportunity. They see a meal ticket. They see money. And and I mean, I could go on. Yeah, because her fans are fucking powerful. And if they just mm-hmm. paid attention to them prior, maybe they would be making more money. Right. The One of the best jokes Not that they're hurting for them. Right. No kidding. <laughs> One of the best jokes that I've seen is Taylor Swift going around and visiting all of her, uh, all of her, all of her stadiums while they turn into Mojo Dojo Casa houses for the football season. I'm like, fuck yeah, exactly, because it's true. And you and, know what? The NFL really could do a much better job. Yeah, they did. What? Okay, they're I'm thirsty, gonna, and it's just totally. Too much. I I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant real quick on the NFL. So this whole thing happened with Colin Kaepernick 
kneeling down for the national anthem. We're going there. Oh, well, we got to go way back. Yeah. So he knelt down for the national anthem in protest against police violence back in what, 2018? I think it was 2018. He basically got blackballed from the NFL, even though he is an amazing player. He recent so and then 2020 happens. A lot of us end up having this great awakening on our own issues, right? George Floyd's murdered and people are paying attention. And the fucking NFL jumps on that. And they join the end racism. Black Lives Matter movement, which I don't really know what else they're doing besides putting logos in the end zone and on players' helmets these days, right? And so you see Colin Kaepernick actually reaching out to the Jets recently. I know. Kind of cringy. Not cringy, but like sad. Sad. And he asked to join the practice squad. That's all he's asking. Hey, I'll get your defense ready and then you can see what I got. And Instead, what do they do? They sign Trevor Simeon. They should, they should take him up on that because Simeon's stupid. Are, compared, are you kidding me, Trevor Simeon? Please. Oh, my God. Here, take take the Broncos leftovers. Have fun. Anyways, so, like, it, the NFL is misstep after misstep, and you are really seeing it with the Swifties and jumping, like you said, jumping on the coattails of Taylor Swift. And it's like, geez, do you guys, like, can you do anything right? I don't know. I mean, you can't blame them for like leaning in, but like at the same time, it's like, okay, desperado. Right. I think the NFL needs a major overhaul. Well, that's not going to happen. I think so many things need a major overhaul. I can think it. It's never going to happen. It's funny because the game on Sunday hit 27 million viewers, which I don't think they hit. They did not hit. It's the, it's the most watched Sunday night. Excuse me. It's the most watched Sunday show since the Super Bowl. Jesus February. Christ. Yeah. Now, I will say, so she showed up with friends, famous friends. Some very famous friends. Hugh Jackman, um, the Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively gang, and Blake Lively comes with her cousin, Robin Lively. And I had to explain to Paul who Robin Lively was. I don't know who Robin Lively is. Oh, so she's in one of my favorite 80s films, Teen Witch. I think we've talked about this before. Maybe Dean it was which? when Brittany was here. I love that movie, but oh, she's I must have blanked. She's um she's great. Like she's she was a big reason why Blake Lively actually got into acting because cool. she's much older than Blake. Is she the redhead in the photos? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, the Taylor Swift effect is here to stay. I would like to think that it will be used for good and not evil. We'll see when they break up. Maybe they could get, Graham's convinced they're going to get married. I was like, well, uh, here's what I kind of want to happen. I kind of secretly want them to have a baby. That'd be a good looking baby. Right. Like, I mean, I just uh, have fun. I don't, yeah. Do you, man? I It'll mean, be interesting to see how Travis Kelsey reacts because a, a big issue I've had with him is he's kind of like desperate and thirsty himself. You think? Yeah. And I think... Some of it, like with his his E News sh- or his E Show, tra- Catching oh, Kelsey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Granted, he did it because he had spent all his rookie money. Get that? I understand. Mm-hmm. Desperate times come for desperate measures, <laughs> but it's just kind of like really. 
And then just the whole bracelet thing with the putting his phone number on the bracelet and trying to give it to her at the concert and then publicly like saying he's butthurt about it, which like, honestly, who uses the phrase butthurt anymore? Like, yeah. can we move past that? Like, you're not five years old. Right. Like, you're just really Use your to, words. You're trying to get attention. Slide into our DMs, bro. I'm sure he did. And that's probably <laughs> how they're together. But so my, you know, I love Taylor. Travis Kelsey, I'm like, he's the best at what he does. Oh yeah. Has he given me the ick a little bit sometimes? Yeah. But you know what? Go get your hot man. Yeah. I, I'm, I dig it. I think more power to you. Date who you want to date. But the fact that this has become such an, such an epidemic is just like, what the fuck? It's, it's, it's the media that's annoying. Yeah. It is always the media. The media is always the problem. Yeah. And they will always be the problem. And I think that that is the precipice that we have come to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the one where Eddie won't go. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So our writers are Michael Curtis and Gregory S. Ballins, mm-hmm. which we've seen them before. Mm-hmm. Director still Michael Lembeck. He's sticking around. He's popular. And then original air date is March 28th, 1996. Okay. So Ross and Joey, and I put Ross in this just because he has a small part. Yeah. But basically Joey lost his job and now he has, needs to go see his agent to get an audition for a new part in a soap as a cab driver. He's upset. It's such a small part. Decides he's above it. Back home, he gets his first visa bill. hate those. And <laughs> realizes he has spent an exorbitant amount of money. Ross is there. He encourages him to take the part of the cab driver, but Joey still refuses. After a conversation with Gunther, who turned out used to be on All My Children before getting killed off, Joey then decides to go in for the audition, but he blows it because he's basically trying to make the role more than it is. (laughs) He has all his possessions repossessed to pay his bills. Ross tries to save the items. The only thing he can buy is a porcelain dog for $200, and then Joey has to move back in with Chandler. Oh, poor Joey. Yeah. I feel bad for him. I feel like we've all been there. We like you spent way too much money on your credit card and now you're fucked. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. Is like, would they really come for his stuff though? I was wondering about that too. Maybe that's how they functioned back in the day. Cause like, I mean, if you can't even make the minimum payment, mm-hmm. then they might. Yeah. It all it wouldn't happen so quick. You no, know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't happen that fast, but you know, it's a show and. Yeah. Trying to make a point here, but yeah, I, poor Joey also irritating with Ross, but also appreciate Ross. It's like one of those love hate thing, like storylines with him. I actually wasn't irritated with Ross at all. I just felt like he was making him feel really crappy, but well, I mean, he's giving him like tough love, not, not even tough love, just like reality. This is true. I don't think it was out of line at all. Like you're a grown ass adult. It wasn't know-it-all, Ross, for sure. No, it was very, like, caring. Um, And then he bought him the porcelain dog for $200. Who's going to spend $200 on On their friends? I know. That is really nice. You know, so I feel like he was was very grounding in in reality. And Joey's just kind of like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. He's got to grow up. I love Estelle. She's back. She's brilliant. I love her. She's great. She's just like, there's nothing. You can't say anything bad about Estelle. When does Estelle die? Mm, I think it's the like, very end, like season later, nine. right? Nine or 10. Yeah, 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 like yeah. the two last ones. It's very. She was honestly underutilized in the series. I know. 
I would have loved to have seen her office more or had more like quippy remarks with her and Joey. I think that that relationship yeah. could have grown and blossomed. Yeah. But yeah. But I thought it was funny. Like, of course, Ross pays $200 for this dog and Joey doesn't even like it. I know. It's like, cause he has tacky, expensive taste. Dude, you bought the dog. Did you not? <laughs> I mean, that is so nice to be, to pay it, to pay $200 for something. Right. I mean, that's a good friend right there. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if he would get his stuff repossessed that fast. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. But such is. Okay, Chandler. Oh, my God. This is the best one. So Chandler's roommate, Eddie, he's still here. He continue, continues to exhibit psycho behavior like watching Chandler sleep. That is creepy. Oh, my God. I think that I would full on freak out. Yeah. Chandler's over it and kicks Eddie out. But the next day, Eddie is there dehydrating fruit and acts as if nothing's ever happened. I'm really excited to see what happens with these water balloons. <laughs> Chandler again tries to kick Eddie out and Chandler thinks and 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 it he thinks it works cuz he actually like sees him leave. Mm-hmm. But the next day Chandler is at Central Park, Central Park. Eddie doesn't realize is there he doesn't realize Chandler kicked him out. In fact, he thinks they took a road trip to Las Vegas. He's standing in the window with a human head. Yeah. As the last stand, we see Eddie try to get into the apartment and then we open it, open the apartment and see that Joey has actually moved in. Chandler gaslights him, telling him he already has a roommate and it totally works. Oh, I didn't even think about that being gaslighting, but it is. I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. The physical comedy when they have the door like just cracked open with the chain and you see Eddie's head come through. Oh my God. I love that part. See, friends always annoys me because they, it's like realistically chains don't open that wide. No, exactly. And they always do. Right. In the show, they always have the, the door chains. Like, if you know what we're talking about, it's like the little chain. It's like the lock. It's like you the can slide. open the door and like see like three inches. <laughs> but yeah. in friends, for some reason, they're like 10 inches long. Yeah. Which don't do anything. Not at all. Not if you can poke your head through them. No. So, but no, I love that. And then when, Chair turns around and there's Joey. I know. They're so cute to be back together and they're happy. It's adorable. It's a very long roundabout way of getting to where they probably didn't even need to go. But, you know. Sorry. Joey learned a a good lesson. Yeah. That Chandler is his meal ticket. (laughs) Honestly. Chandler is the Taylor Swift and Joey is the Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of dumb. Kind of pretty. I don't know. Maybe not grounded in reality. No, he's fine. (laughs) Dissect that for you. So Rachel, Monica, and Phoebe. Phoebe shows the girls a new woman empowerment book, Be Your Own Windkeeper. And for those of you who don't know, this is where our email, don'ttakemywind at gmail.com, comes from. Yay! So all the girls are obsessed with this book. They're ready to take back their wind after realizing how men constantly steal it. The next day they take a goddess quiz, which incidentally turns them against each other and they call each other out for past behaviors. The next day, Rachel brings the girls cake as a peace offering and they realize they, they need to have each other's back. They have enough, enough issues with guys stealing their wind without them stealing it from each other. So good. The pun, the, the puns in here, the inferences, like are so, so good. The sexual innuendos. Thank you. The sexual innuendos. Yes. They are so good. Like there, there are so many bloopers from this storyline. How do you expect me to grow? If you won't let me blow. Blow. (laughs) I thought, you know, I don't have a problem with that. (laughs) You totally let him wash his feet in the pool of your inner 
something. Inner power. Inner power. Yeah. There's a part, I think, in one of the bloopers where Phoebe just like can't get it out. And she's like, leaf blower. Yeah. <laughs> she just can't say it. It's so funny. There are all these like nature insults like the They're just so silly. Pool drainer. So yeah, don't take my win means basically like don't steal my empowerment. Don't steal my thunder. Right. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. What would you say is like the real version of, or like today's version of be your own windkeeper? I was thinking about that. And like, did you ever see, I think it's like how to be single with Dakota Johnson. Oh my God. I love that movie. And you know how like Rebel Wilson's like, you're getting stuck in the dick sand. Yes. It's basically like if you're a woman living your life, at do, do basically doing things for a man. Every action you take is for a man to please a man to get him to think about you. Like basically you're living your life for a man. Yeah. I think of that kind of the same and, and rebel Wilson in, in that movie calls it getting stuck in the dick sand. Like you're just so, so fixated. You, you've like lose your friends. You bail on people because he called last minute and you want to go hang out and like, okay, I don't have any responsibilities. Like, Mm-hmm. It's you're stuck in the dick sand. Yes. You're not being your own windkeeper. If you're your own windkeeper, you're on your own timeline. Mm-hmm. Like you don't let a man tell you what to do, like what priorities you should or shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of my icks is like, and Graham doesn't do this, but like when you see a man try to like take over his woman's plans. Oh yeah. No, you know what I mean? Mm-mm. Like you don't need to do that. That's not important excuse me, who the fuck are you to decide what is important in my life? Yeah, that's not okay. I was thinking about this more in the context of like, what is like the book that women just gobbled up? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. So mine actually, I was thinking of The Secret. The Secret? Do you remember that? That's That's a gendered book? I don't know if it's a gendered book, but that was like the one that I kept thinking, okay, this makes me think of how people were just like, have you read The Secret? Have you read The Secret? Oh, not necessarily like the same type of book. Just like kind of that craze of like, hey, this is the newest. uh, Oh my God. I mean, any of the Colleen Hoover books people are going nuts for. Oh yeah. That is very recent too. People are going nuts for, I think it's like Fourth Wing and a court of a thorn of court of a thousand roses or some shit like that. That's also Colleen Hoover. No, no, these are not Colleen Hoover. Uh-huh. I, this is a, also like a, a rem- court of thorns and roses. That's that is a tongue twister. A court of thorns and roses. And then fourth wing it are two very popular books right now that are circulating. They get like big notoriety and then it's just like, Oh, they're all over Costco now. <laughs> yeah. But like, so I was just trying to think of like what were the big fads or like big pushes for different books that women just like, again, women lift, lift up economies and you see like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. That Twilight. was Twilight, like huge, huge pushes. It's just crazy. But Prince Harry's memoir. Mm, yeah. Sorry. That thing sold so many co- did it? He, he was, it sold so many copies. That was a well-timed release. I will say like he did a, that was very smart. Whoever his like publicist is, that was really smart. Also, I am a big name person. So if your title sucks, I'm not going to read the book unless somebody really pushes me to read it. And that name for his memoir spare was like, wow. You know, I didn't, I thought it was actually pretty good. Did you? I haven't read it. Do you know where it comes from? The spare? Yeah. Yeah. So he's saying that he's like the spare 
part for there's the air and there's the spare. Yeah. I actually thought it was at first I was like, that doesn't make sense. But then when I thought about it more, I was like, oh no, I, I get that. I loved it. I thought that that was a great title. I had I not, thought you said you didn't like the book. No, title. I love, I love, I haven't read the book, but I loved the book title. I thought you said you didn't like the book title. No, I love it. <laughs> I thought that was your example as a title that you didn't like. So you didn't read. No, that's a, Example of a title I do love, but oh my god, <laughs> am I talking in circles or are you? Think- it's probably me. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I was mixing up the words today at work: research and regional. Oh, and I no. think it's just it, it's just like I would in my brain say research, but then I would type out on my Google Doc regional. <laughs> uh oh, and then I would go back. I'm like, that's not right. I think it's the pregnancy brain. Well, yes. All of the blood flow is going to the baby and not as much to the brain. If we're going to blame it on that. I totally thought you were like, <laughs> I thought that was your example of a thing you didn't like. No, I mean, oh and maybe I didn't say very clearly either. I am known to talk in circles, so that's totally okay. But yes, I, if you have a good book title, I will read your book. Good example is spare. I think that's a brilliant book title, but I'm, have not read it yet. Yeah. Been very busy. I have so many books to read. But anyways, that was my thought process is what is the be your own windkeeper of today? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, men are, men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. I can't think of any other gendered ones that are like self-help books. Like talking about how men and women are different. Yeah. Or like self-empowerment books for women. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't think of it. Yeah. But I can either. Anyways. Okay, let's take a quick break and then Natalie and I did a goddess quiz of our own. Yee. A little different than the typical one, but we'll talk about what we got. Okay. We're back. We back. So be your own windkeeper, we talked about that's the book from the show. Mm-hmm. And I I got really confused on this because I saw some things. So Beyond Own Windkeeper is an actual fictional book. But the show did some fun little like credit stuff. Basically saying the author is Jennifer Mil- Milmore, who's married to the writer Gregory Mullins. And she also appears um, in next season. Yeah. Which, so. is, which is super interesting. Like, obviously, I think most people knew that that's not a real book. But... Yeah, because at first I was like, from my research, it looked like it was. And I was like, there's no way. And so I was like, had to reread it again. Right. So, yeah. So what's interesting is Jennifer Milmore, she appears as Lauren, the understudy to Kate Miller, who's in a play with Joey. We'll see next season in the one with the dollhouse and the one with the screamer. That was a good episode. That is a good episode. So that'll be kind of funny. So when you think about her, think about the fact that she fictitiously wrote Be Your Own Windkeeper. They do that. And it's so funny, like how they how they gave the actor. Remember when the, the one with Russ, they, it's raw. It's David Schwimmer. But yes. they give the actor like yeah, some a reference from one of the showrunners like friends or like they do funny stuff like that. Right. There was another one with Marta Kaufman we talked about with Phoebe. Yeah. Who, Carol and Susan. Yes. Um. Oh my gosh, jogging my brain now. Well, I think I think the I think they're for they're like it's like her daughter's godparents or like oh a it was couple um, or something. It was the one where 
the the one with the list and um Ross calls into the radio and Oh yeah. Rachel's sitting there and then finally they're like whoever whoever is sorry that they ran you over with their car. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Okay, was. okay. We're we're on it now. Okay, so the goddess quiz. Okay. So this isn't like a very you guys, this is just some internet one we just did for fun and it is based on like the actual Greek goddesses. Yeah. So it was just some of the questions were like, what TV show resonates more with you? Shit's Creek, Game of Thrones, Bridgerton, like that mm-hmm. just a, a good example. So it's not not really going deep here. We weren't able to figure out if we were protecting our wind or not. We really no just idea. figured out what fucking Greek goddess we are. <laughs> right. Um, do you want to share your Greek goddess first? So I got Aphrodite. Oh, um, goddess of love and beauty. Ooh, I like it. Okay. Tell um, us about you. I don't know if this is very accurate. It says <laughs> I'm deeply caring. Com- I'm deeply caring, passionate and hopelessly romantic. I love love. Well, eh. when you're not setting your friends up on blind dates, you're usually watching a rom-com, sipping wine and dreaming up ways to surprise the people you love. That's not true. I was just going to say that is not you at all. That's not true. No, absolutely not. No. I'm not sure that mine is super like this is a piece of me, but it's not always me. So um, I got Athena. Okay. And she is the goddess of wisdom, courage, and strategy. I thought she was war. I I think she is also war. Um, they're just being nice. They're just being nice. Yeah. So mine says you are quick witted, strategic, and thoughtful. Your friends know that you're the person to go to for advice and you're the first one they call when things get tough. You value courage above all things. The wisdom is a close second. I would say parts of that are accurate. I don't know that I would say courage above all things, Hmm. but yeah, it's not too far, I guess, but I'm going to give this quiz a nice solid D. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not digging it. It was eight questions. So I'm, yeah, that's true. I'm not surprised. It's not like those like aptitude tests where it's like 50,000 questions Jesus. of like, oh my God. I've taken those or the personality tests or. Yeah. What's your Myers-Briggs? Oh, oh my God. My Myers-Briggs. Um, what it, it's not Myers-Briggs. This is another personality quiz, but I am an. The Enneagram. Oh, not that one. I'm a three. On the Enneagram? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I can't remember if it's Myers-Briggs or not, but I'm an INJF mm-hmm. or something. I'm basically, I'm an extroverted introvert. Hmm. So I like to be social, but to a point. <laughs> yeah. So interesting, but go take your own goddess quiz and tell me what you, what you come up with. You can email us at don't take my wind at gmail.com. So according to Ross, cause Ross is, is, Looking at Joey's visa bill. Yeah. Joey spent about $6,900 on various decorations. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. They both seem blow, blown away by the minimum amount due. And like, this was crazy math. If Joey spent 6900 it would take him almost 15 years to pay off the debt using a minimum amount due. Jesus. This and is that's way. not a lot of money. Like 6900 let's say, call it seven grand even. 15 years to pay that off if you just do minimum payments. This is why you need to understand finances, people. Yes. This is why you don't just go get a credit card and spend whatever. You don't you pay off your credit cards in full. Every single month. You treat it like a debit card. <laughs> don't spend money you don't have. Thank you. Yes. Millennials, you know this pain. Come on. I tell myself this every day. Right. Wow. But yes, super fun. So 
I am not having a huge, like I'm easily putting in my best friend. I'm really having a hard time with my friend of me. Who's your best friend? I surprisingly, I'm going to put Ross. I put Ross too. Yeah. I mean, he is a little hard on, oh, I thought he was hard on him, but like after just like working that out with you verbally, it's like, no, I think he is trying to be like the big brother energy, even though Joey's older or Joey's older Yeah, and trying to protect him because Joey's just kind of like that sweet, innocent. He's a little naive. I, I don't think having friends around you that just are yes people and like, don't tell you how it is. Like, I think that's doing a disservice. I agree. I think that's dangerous, actually. It is. It's like, yeah, go spend all your money and, you know, okay, you don't need that part. And I don't know. I think that's, I think that's not being a true friend. Agreed. So, yeah. So, Ross, I can't believe he actually got a mug. Yeah. We we had some serious ick. The ick is still kind of there. Yeah, but notice he and Rachel didn't interact at all this episode. Yes, and I think that that's why. <laughs> See, Ross, you get better ratings when you don't hang out with Rachel. He's a much better person when he's not with Rachel. <laughs> yes. A thousand percent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm having a hard time with my friend of me. Okay, do you want me to tell you who I picked? Yes. So I picked Phoebe because when they're taking the goddess quiz, she slept with the guy that broke up with Monica an hour later. Ugh. And that's fucked that's right. up. That is true. You don't do that. You don't do that. I, so the only other thing that I was thinking is all three of them because they all go to cut each other down. Yeah. But Phoebe's the only one that committed a like heinous crime. Maybe that's pretty bad. It's bad. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put all three because they all like put each other down when women should support each other. Yeah. The whole women supporting women thing is tough for me. It is true. I mean, like it's, (laughs) it can be so like slippery slope. Women support other women. I mean, women that support the other women. And it's like, well, that's one of those things that gets used too much. You know what I mean? I have an issue with that. Like putting it on a mug, putting on a tote bag. Like, yes, I, I truly think that if you actually live the mantras that you want to, embody you don't need a tote bag (laughs) you know what i mean you just you just embody them i i also can't stand can't stand that's like no i don't need to it's the same like cringy feminist shit women supporting other women like girl power girl boss we're women who supports other women and it's like you know what you can support other women shut up but you don't need to tell us about it if you have to tell me that you support other women you don't support other other women it's very performative it's just stupid. Exactly. Yes. Oh, but um, I I want to give this one a, a four. Ooh. Yeah, because I still really like Eddie Ross or um yeah the the scene with Ross and Joey is sweet. We got Joey and Chandler back together. Don't really like the thing with the girls because I don't like them fighting with each other. But see, I actually think it's fun. Yeah. When they fight, like it's a different dynamic. This is true. You know what I mean? I like all the innuendos. It's so, it's so, it's, it's more interesting, I think, to have conflict because I think it's more realistic. Yeah. This is, of course, taking it to like a very like drama, <laughs> dramatized place. But I think it's interesting <laughs> and like it's boring when everyone gets along all the time. Yeah. This is true. It, that's not reality. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give it a four. I gave it a three. Okay. It's just a good episode. Yeah. I like it. It's still, you know, 
I actually like think I like the goddess stuff the most, like the be your own winning keeper stuff the most. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's just funny. It's like girls being girls together. It's just them. The guys are off doing their own shit. Right. It's just funny. Yeah. It's a different type of connection. I love the innuendos that come from it. Mm -hmm. And of course the bloopers Mm because those are the best, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's not an Alexa young episode though. No, she's the best. God, I miss her. Okay. So our next episode is the one where old yeller dies. Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) Phoebe could be be getting another nom for me for taking my wind. Yeah. Poor Phoebe. I feel for her in this next one. Yeah, but also it's one of those moments where it's like, don't be so dumb. <laughs> we'll talk next week. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening to the Pivot Podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. Again, we've said it a million times. Email us, don't take my win at gmail.com. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.